How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, episode 31, first episode of 2021, and I am personally excited to have all you guys back here, and I am also pumped for this episode we got. We have the first annual JK MMA Award Show, so uh, let's get a round of applause for this haphazard uh, MMA show I'm about to do, but that is not important. What is important is about all these exciting fighters that we're going to talk about. Today, I got a list, the list of the categories that are going to be talked about. Uh, submission of the year, knocked out of year, knockout of the year, round of the year, fight of the year, breakout fighter of the year, event of the year, and then I got some other ones that I'm just super excited for, um, like new champions who I think are gonna, new people I think are going to be champ in 2021, uh, male fighter of the year and female fighter of the year. So. Lots of stuff to get into today. Let's go ahead and just get right on into it. Starting with submission of the year. Uh, my second place choice for submission of the year. It's going to be a little different than a lot of other people do it. I'm not just going to do my favorite one. I'm going to have a first place and a second place. And a couple of these I even got a third place. So, um, yeah. It'll be a little different that way. Everybody gets a little love here, okay? Everyone's a winner. Everyone gets a trophy, you know what I mean? Everyone gets a trophy. I'm just kidding. But, all right, starting out with submission of the year, my second place winner, Aljermaine Sterling's rear naked choke versus Corey Sanhagen. Very fun fight. Ended super early, which was very surprising. I did expect this fight to finish in a submission, but I didn't expect it to finish in a submission. You know, a minute and a half, two minutes into the fight. And and Aljamain did a really good job getting good position on, on a tough guy in Corey Sanhagen who has obviously proven himself tough, tough even after this fight uh, with a, that head kick, that wheel kick knockout to uh, Marlon Marias, which is absolutely insane. And it's also insane what Rob Font just did to Marlon Marias. We'll get into that next week. But Sterling did a great job, tripped him up, got him in a good position, immediately took his back. Um, both guys were dry, so it was a lot easier to slip that, not easier to slip that choking, but easier to uh, control the opponent there. It looked absolutely sensational. And what was the the uh, the kicker on that submission? It was, well, he didn't just tap. He got put out completely out, and, that, and he got put out quick. He was out in seven, eight seconds. I mean, absolutely insane from the time he, he sunk the choke into the time he was out was super, super quick. So that is my number two submission for submission of the year. <laughs> I just said submission twice. Anyway, and then my submission of the year, first place, Ariana Lipsky, uh, her knee bar versus Louisiana Carolina. Uh, Lipsky, known as the queen of violence or the violence queen, uh, whatever, you want to say there, I can't remember what it is, but it's one of those two. <laughs> Super professional. I know, I know. But um, she. what makes this super more interesting to me is um. she was on a two-fight losing streak, lost to some opponents that were kind of questionable. I mean, she came into the UFC and was... um. She was kind of hyped up a little bit, obviously, named the Violence Queen. She had just been coming off that a huge knockout, and not it was in some uh, Brazilian organization. I can't remember which one it was. And uh, was supposed to be the, one of the next big um, fighters in the UFC, I mean, for on, at least in the strawweight division. And uh, had, a, had a little bit of a, little bit of a uh, tough go for a little bit there. And this is her f- 
first or second win back and just looked sensational, took her down, and I think that was the only one or two of the only knee bar finishes by a woman in UFC history. So that right there gets my vote. Ariana Lipsky's knee bar versus Louisiana Carolina. Fun, fun stuff. All right. Now this one is, I believe, the only one that I had to put three on there. Just because my third place for this one is so... If y'all haven't seen it, go to my TikTok. It's on there. I'm sure you can find it online. And that is Aaron Pico. His knockout versus John De Jesus. I mean, if y'all haven't seen this knockout, I suggest you right now put everything put everything that pause the episode, do what you want to do. Head over to my TikTok. It's not it's not too far down, and um, man, he just sets up this overhand right that is from hell. Fate wanes in and just bam right over the top, finishes it on the ground, screams in the guy's face. I mean, just an absolute savage Aaron Pico. Aaron Pico, another gentleman, um, just like um, we were just talking about with uh, Ariana Lipsky, who was supposed to be the next big thing. I mean, th- this guy, way more so than Lipsky. I mean, he was hyped up to the max coming into Bellator and then uh, got knocked out versus uh, Henry Corrales and then got finished again to his next opponent. And we're like, oh, man, I don't know if Aaron Pico is... I don't know if they threw him to the wolves too quickly. I don't know if he's, he was just too young. He didn't have a lot. Of, he just came from a wrestling background, just a stud wrestler. And then he started putting everything together. Looked great in his last fight. Obviously, getting that knockout could be a guy. Could be a, a big player in Bellator at 145 pounds. So only time will tell, but we will see. Anyway, that knockout versus John DeJesus, like I said, you got to go watch it. It was one of those that kind of flew under the radar this year. So definitely check that out. That's why I had to put it on there for y'all. My second place goes to, y'all are going to get pissed at me for this one, Joaquin Buckley versus, I can't pronounce his, his opponent's name, I'm going to do my best here, Impact Consagane, I think that was pretty good, but obviously this is that viral knockout uh, where, uh, and I tried this at the gym because I'm like, I could throw a turning sidekick, that's basically all he did. So I, uh, he threw a kick, threw a front kick, got caught. The guy got guy caught his front kick, and then proceeds to turn around, spinning back, you know, spinning back kick, more like a turning side kick, right to the face, knocked out cold before he even hit the ground. So um, whew, that was one of the most wild knockouts I have ever seen. That being said, it's not my number one pick, but um insanely incredibly difficult to do probably one of the most difficult knockouts that i have ever seen as far as skill wise goes just the explosiveness you have to have to jump off one foot and that one foot that you jump off knock the guy out with is absolutely insane something we'll probably never see again but man my number one goes to kevin holland versus jacare Souza. kevin holland is playing guard Jacare is in his guard. Jacare is a world, world-class jiu-jitsu player. As as good as they come on the ground. And Kevin Holland's toying with him down there. I mean, he's not toying with him, but he's, he's, you know, it's early on in the fight. He's making fun of him. He's talking shit. Puts up a knee shield and just leans up. He's got that long frame, leans up and just blasts him with a right hand. I have never seen anybody, anybody get knocked out like that. 
it's not just some some guy who's you know some I don't know pick a name who's in that division Michael let's say it was Michael Bisping I mean Michael Bisping obviously a black belt in jiu-jitsu but not at the caliber that Jacare Souza is no one has knocked Jacare out like that man especially when he Jacare is in his comfort zone he's on the ground you know I mean his striking is obviously good but his ground game is incredible and his comfort zone gets knocked out from a guy who is on his back and not with an up kick, with a strike, with that, with with his fists, with his fucking bear paws, insane knockout. That is my 2020 knockout of the year, for sure. All right, I just threw this one in here. Uh, I got round of the year, and I just threw this one in here for one reason alone. We'll get to that. That's my number one choice. Um, coming in in second is uh, Jakar Close versus Bernil Dariush. If y'all haven't seen it, I'm sure y'all have seen the meme that sparked of it with Joe Rogan in DC and uh, oh my God, what's his name? This is terrible. I don't get hit in the head enough to be forgetting all this stuff. John Anik, sorry. So Joe Rogan DC and John Anik with them freaking out over that knockout. It was this one right here. It was only one minute the second round, but it was insane. Jakar came in, caught Benil with a couple, you know, a couple big shots. Bernil comes back with his own big shots. Bernil looks like he's out of it. He's hurt. Jakar comes in. Bernil catches him again. Stumbles Jakar. Crazy stuff. Go back. Go watch it. I just posted it on my TikTok too. Um, go, stumbles Jakar. And then Jakar is moving back, moving back towards the fence, and Bernil just throws a over like a like a slooping left hook from from his hip, and flush on the chin. Mouthpiece comes out, and the man is out cold. I mean, he's not out cold, but he's out. Fights over. Insane round, back and forth. Super exciting, but not as exciting as probably one of the best rounds, not just in of the year, but ever. Probably top five ever, top ten ever. We'll say top ten, in my opinion. And that is round two, also round two of Dan Hooker versus uh, Dustin Poirier. That is about as back and forth of a round that you can get. Period. Point blank. That is as back and forth as you can get. Each guy's looked hurt. It could have been finished at either point by either guy. And at the end of the round, Hooker unloads hellish uppercuts, hooks, body shots. And Hooker was doing a really good job uh, when he got into Poirier's clinch in the same round. of just And he did this the entire fight. And he's, just, his, he's got those long arms. So he's kind of got that benefit of being able to keep him at range even when he's in that tie clinch of throwing body shots. Like uppercuts right to the body. Looked fantastic. I mean, Dan Hooker is a problem. And he's going to be a problem for Michael Chandler soon coming up. But this fight was absolutely insane. It's one of my top fights of the year. And that round is my favorite round of the year by far. Speaking of fight of the year, let's get into my fight of the year. Second place, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje. Come on, guys. What a fight. You didn't I didn't realize how good of a fight it was until it was over. You know what I mean? Sometimes like during the fight you're super enthralled 
And you're like, this is a great fight. This is a great fight. But with Tony and Justin, I didn't really... I was just so nervous for both guys because I didn't want either guy to win. Which is a weird thing to say because I love both the guys. I'm happy Justin won. It's super sad that Tony has lost two in a row now. But, um... Like I said, just a fight. I didn't want either guy to win, so I was just kind of—I was more nervous than anything. And then after it was over, I was like, "Holy shit, man! This was a fucking war!" And I had to go back and watch it again. So if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it again. Um, if you're like me and we're just kind of like, "Oh man, just stressed out the whole time," go back and watch it again to truly get a full appreciation for it. That and it was the first fight back from COVID, and it was all uh, Jacare tested positive, couldn't fight. Uh, Uriah Hall, and it was, oh, that whole day was wild, so it was just a, a treat to watch, go back and watch it again, enjoy it again, and my and my fight of the year is Joanna versus Zhang Weili, that is one, that is my top, in my top five favorite fights of all time, one probably because that was the first fight that I've seen that was like, oh, that's instantly a classic. Um, I've been a UFC fan for a long time, but I, as a kid, you know, I didn't have the luxury of having $60 to purchase a pay-per-view. Neither did I have DirecTV to purchase pay-per-view. I don't think you could purchase those on cable. So, um, I'd have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, I'd go, like, once or twice a year and watch a couple of the fights, watch Brock Lesnar, Shane Carwin. But I didn't have the pleasure of watching, you know, all those super, super exciting classic fights. Didn't get to watch Clay Guida and, and, um, Diego Sanchez, you know. Didn't watch uh, Robbie Lawler fight um, Carlos Condon. You know, still kind of a kid when those fights were going on. So, it just holds a special place in my heart. Plus, it was the last fight before COVID. At least before, you know, the lockdown, lockdown. Where there was no fights for two months. Obviously, there was that one in Brazil that they had fought with no crowd. But, um, man, yeah, just one of my favorite fights of all time. And... Super fun. My 2020 fight of the year, for sure. If you disagree with me, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not your list. Go make your own fucking list. Um, but, yeah, my favorite fight. One of my favorite fights of all time. And my 2020 fight of the year goes to Joanna Jacek and uh, Zhang Weili. So, yay, congratulations. That will bring us to uh, breakout. Breakout fighter of the year. Coming in at second place. Amanda Hebas, I mean, a girl who has gone through the ringer this year of just of girls who uh, are super, super tough competition. She fought Mackenzie Dern, won that fight, beat the shit out of Randa Marcos, and then su- submitted um, Paige Van Zandt in under two minutes. The girl has had one of the best years for a woman fighter in a long time. Um, no one really knew her name. I, I mean, I fucking picked against her when she fought Randa Marcos. That really shows you how much I knew about her. And then uh, when I saw her fight Paige, I, I picked her against Paige. But uh, I was like, oh, man, this girl is... Uh, she's good. She's good everywhere. She's good. She'll stand and bang with you if you want. She'll um, she'll go to the ground with you. She's got a world-class submission game, as we saw um, when she fought Paige and Randa and Mackenzie. Didn't get submitted by Kenzie, and they were on the ground uh, quite a bit there. Yeah, so super exciting to see what's in her future. I don't. I think she had a fight announced. Here, I am going to be unprofessional as I usually am. 
and get in my phone and see <laughs> and look at her Instagram to see if she has a fight announced because I didn't do research beforehand because I'm pretty sure she's got a fight. Yes, she does. She is fighting. Oh, my God. I can't remember this girl's name. She's fighting it. Oh, she's fighting super soon. She's fighting in a couple weeks. Yeah, this was announced a while ago. Why don't I remember this? This is embarrassing. She is fighting Mariana Rodriguez, who in her own right is a super high-level fighter, so that's going to be a good fight. But, yeah, she is uh, my second-place choice for uh, Breakout Fighter of the Year. And first place should be obvious. It's really not. I'm not going to pick Kazmat Shemaev only because he had two fights. I mean, as far as popularity, he is the most popular fighter. Um, Popularity-wise, that has broke out this year. But as far as fights go, Kevin Holland's 5-0 this year. He's my 2020 Breakout Fighter of the Year. Who knew who Kevin Holland was before 2020? He's had five fights this year to prove himself, and he's looked incredible in every single one. This dude is going to be a problem for a long time. I have been telling people all year to watch out for this guy. This guy knocked out Joaquin Buckley. Flatlined him with a right hand. Finished it on the ground with strikes. Looked incredible. People forget that. Everyone's talking about Joaquin's Buckley, Joaquin Buckley's knockout. What about when Kevin Holland knocked Joaquin Buckley out? Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. But surprisingly, sir, surprising to a lot of you guys, Kevin Holland is my 2020 Breakout Fighter of the Year. Next category, that'll bring us to the event of the year. I'm only picking one in, uh, in this category, and that goes to UFC 258. An absolute exciting card. You have Sean O'Malley, Jose Quinones. You got Gerald Menchard, Deron Wynn. You got Neil Magny and Ling J. Leong. You got Alex Oliveira, Max Griffin, Zhang Wei Li, Joanna Yonjacek, Bernil Darius, Jakar Close. I mean, Adesanya Romero was kind of iconic in a way of, of Romero being so weird and standoffish and just not a boring fight, but a boring fight, but you didn't know what was going to happen. It was exciting. It was fun. It was a last fight with fans. And it was my, I had, that was the most fun I had watching a UFC card this year. Except for when um you know the fighters came back from COVID, that's a, that's a fun card too. UFC two forty nine is exciting. Don't get me wrong, I loved UFC two forty nine. I was the most excited I was for a fight, but I didn't have more fun watching a fight card than I did watching UFC two forty eight. I was all by myself. Was drinking. I was I was drinking booze. Was boozing up a little bit. Had some whiskeys. Had some cocktails. Felt great. Ordered pizza. Said fuck it. I'm not on a diet. I am now though. But. Or said, fuck it, had some whiskeys, ordered some pizza, had a good time, watched one of the greatest fights I had ever seen, Yoana versus Zhang Weili. Soup, most fun I've had watching a fight in a long time. That is why it is my 2020 event of the year. That'll bring us to people who I think... I'm sorry, I just bumped my microphone. That's probably super loud and annoying. I'm not wearing headphones right now, so I can't really hear myself. I apologize. P anyway, brings us to people who I think are going to be new crowned champions in 2020. 
I believe AJ McKee in Bellator will defeat Patricio Pitbull in the featherweight tournament, become champion. I think he will win the featherweight tournament. This guy has just outdid himself with every fight. Every time you think he's going to lose, he finds a way. He he wins emphatically. Won't beat that Russian dude in 36 seconds. Knocked out a guy here in Boise 30, in 12 seconds. The dude is electrifying. He is the next big thing for Bellator. And Bellator bear, bear, better be very careful with him. I think this is one of those fighters I think would do very well in the UFC in the featherweight division until he got kind of, you know, towards those top-tier tier fighters. But for Bellator, man, absolutely incredible. Another fighter in Bellator. I don't know if you guys know who this guy is. This man's name is Yaroslav Amosov, I believe is how you pronounce it. <laughs> anyway, he fights at 170. He just out-wrestled Ed Ruth two fights ago. He's 23-0, and never lost. I predict he will beat Douglas Lima to win the welterweight title and become champion in Bellator in 2021. This is a bold prediction, but mark my words. Yaroslav Amasov, I'm sorry I'm mispronouncing your name, sir. I know I am. I'm sorry. Will be welterweight champion in Bellator. He is an absolute savage. If you have not watched him fight, go watch that fight with Ed Ruth. Ed Ruth is three-time Division I NCAA national champion. Ed Ruth's wrestling pedigree is absolutely incredible. And Yaroslav shut it down completely. Completely shut it down. Think about that. Just let that sink in. Also, Aljermaine Sterling, I believe, will beat Piotr Jan this year. He was supposed to fight in 2020, so this one's a little bit of a cheap shot, you know. But I believe he's going to be the champ. I believe he's going to be the champ for a long time. Aljermaine is really coming to his own this year. Has looked incredible in his in his fights this year. Super exciting to watch. Charismatic guy. His team's great. Ray Longo, Matt Saras. Both all, both those guys could have their own reality show. I'd watch every second of it. That entire team. He's got Chris Weidman there as well. I mean, super exciting guy to watch. Nice guy. Speaks great. Love to see him. I think he's going to be champ in 2021. And like I said, that one's not a bold prediction. <laughs> like the other two kind of are. And then uh, this one also not a bold prediction. Francis Ngannou. He has kind of gotten fucked with um, everything that uh, has been going on in the heavyweight division. But he finally has appeared to agree to about with Stipe sometime in, uh, I believe, in March or May. I can't remember. It's one of the M's. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's going to be champ in 2021. I think he's going to beat Stipe in the rematch. And then I believe I think he's going to beat John Jones as well. I just think the power is too much for John. Unless John comes in and can just take him down, I don't think that um, 
I really don't think that uh, he can beat him. I think he's too big. Too big. Too big. That'll bring us to our second to last segment, and that is Male Fighter of the Year. Y'all are going to be upset with me. I know a lot of people want to pick Khabib. And a lot of people want to pick Figadeo. And he's my number two pick. Davidson Figadeo coming in at number two. He's had a great year. Great, great year. Can't, can't disagree with that. But my fighter, male fighter of the year, is Kevin Holland. I understand he's not a champion. I understand he hasn't beat former champions. 5-0 and this year. No one else has fought more than him this year. He has came up in this in this organization so much this year. He went from a guy on the Contender Series who Dana didn't sign because he said he talked too much. And Dana's like, mm, yeah, no thank you. I don't want him in the UFC. Uh, maybe we'll call him if we need to fill in a fight. And they did need to fill in a fight. And that was a weight class um, above at 205. He filled in on two weeks' notice against um, Tiago Santos. That's a dangerous fight. Didn't win. Took some balls. Dana likes that. Dana invites him. Hey, we'll go ahead and give you a contract. And Kevin has took full advantage. Has not lost since. Beat guys like Darren Stewart, Jacare Souza, Joaquin Buckley. All exciting guys. Sorry guys, my mic uh, died on me for a minute there, but uh super exciting stuff from that guy in uh twenty twenty. I'm more I'm excited to see him again in twenty twenty one. Who knows, maybe he'll make a little bit of a title run. We'll see what happens. And my final category for today it's gonna to be a little shorter of an episode than i've been doing but it's all right um female fighter of the year that goes to zhang Weili. i mean just the popularity this girl's grown from 2019 of la of the end of 2019 to the end of 2020 is absolutely insane i mean i hear people i mean people i work with aren't super super casuals anymore because i work with them <laughs> you know all i do is talk about fights that's why i had to start this podcast but um they were starting to ask me about her when she after right immediately after she won the title, they're like, "Who's this girl? Who's this Chinese girl? She's fucking, ins she's incredible, incredible fighter. She has, she her technique level is right up there with um, Valentina Shevchenko. Everything's crisp. Everything has a purpose. Everything's tight. Everything she's like a she's wound like a rubber band. Really incredible stuff." Uh, I'm super excited to see her fight again. I don't know who it's going to be against. I think it's going to be against Rose Namajunas. Um, we're not entirely sure. It hasn't been quite confirmed. So, yeah, that's what I got for y'all today. A couple fight announcements. Uh, per Uncle Dana himself, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje is in the works right now. If everything goes right, those two will be fighting in 2021. That is exciting. That's a fight I want to see. And then um, 
like I mentioned earlier, Michael Chandler, excuse me, Dan Hooker. That's a very exciting fight. That's going to be at UFC 257 in a couple weeks here. Anyway, that's all I got for you guys today. Simple as that. That was a fun episode. I can't wait to be doing that again every year. I'm excited for what 2021 has in store for the MMA world, the boxing world, everything in between. Like I said, I appreciate everyone's support I've had over the last year, year and a half of doing this podcast. It's been absolutely incredible. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I will see you guys again next week. Have a great night and a great week. Thanks, guys. Bye.